Hello, and welcome back to my discussion with Mark Christiansen about XR in the workplace. Mark, just to carry on from our previous points, I wanted to chat a little bit back. I wanted to chat a little bit more about new devices. You mentioned the idea of devices gathering dust and perhaps getting a museum of devices, so to speak. Um, with devices and upgrades coming in fast and around every corner, the Vision Pro just kept just got announced as with the MetaQuest 3. How can companies combat device misusage and then waste of legacy devices? What must executives and managers understand there? Um, definitely not the one-off. I don't think it's one user, one device. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what is the use case, what do you need to do to, you know, what, what device makes the best sense. As we talked about before, uh, region dictates some devices, you know, you might not be able to deploy the, the Apple device to, in too many places just because of uh, either procurement or access, you know, there might be uh, the digital rights. So it's, it's, it's a challenge there. I think the, the key for all of these devices is to look to see what you can do the most with. As I mentioned, we had delved into starting a conversation with HTC because at that point you're starting to say, is who's a head who's a head-mounted display manufacturer that has um, good support for device management and enterprise and user management? It's it's critical thinking. The technology is, I would say, largely the same in a lot of these headsets. Okay, different implementations, different level of quality, but. You really have to look at it and say the hardest part of this thing is getting those devices deployed, licenses managed, um, and and usage. And so you, you have to look at it and say, I might not want to put the latest and greatest device out there. I might want to be a step back one generation or go to a different one only because I can get greater usage and greater buy-in with our core IT teams if I use something that plays to their strength in order to, to, to see adoption. And fantastic. And imagine with all the new devices, as well as working on uh, projects with sensitive data in locations and environments with sensitive data as well, what data and security considerations not just must managers and workers consider, but then also IT teams? Imagine there's a lot there, um, a big rabbit hole there, really. Um, well, security obviously is key. We we have these devices, and a lot of it is when you're using a personal device, it uh, you, you have very little data to worry about, right? Just your account with whatever service you're on. But when we're talking about enterprise devices, if if we're working internally, then you might be onboarding, and you're going to be using an, you know IP. It, it's a who's getting it, where's that device living, who's wearing it. How do you you know how do you make sure? Do you log in in the headset? Do you restrict the device by location? So there's all kinds of considerations, and it's it's something that you want to get in early with your IT teams and talk about that. The security, no one wants to talk about the security end of things, but they can make your life significantly uh, better in the long run if you get into a conversation early. Uh, let them do a lot of the homework for you in figuring out which devices have what capabilities rather than get sold on one device and then have to run up against that team as they say, well, it doesn't do this. And because of that, you know, no, or we're going to put you on the high risk and you're going to have to manage it yourself. You you need that buy-in. I mean, I think that 
that's the name of the game is that you don't want to be pushing this rock uphill. It's already hard enough to, on the behavior side. You really want as many teams on board as possible. So security uh, is a key element there. And then you really have to weigh what is it that we're presenting if it gets into the wrong hands. Is it super sensitive? I mean, I, I think most of the stuff is going to be training and uh, you might have some sensitivities there. But I think the early projects to be... Uh, fair are usually more general, but I mean, we were doing sales training. Te technically, the competitor would see our sales sales tactics. You know, it has some limited, but you really have to just go ahead and look at it and say, what it you know, what are we weighing it on? I wouldn't pick a project that has high sensitivity as one of the early projects for XR. <laughs> Fantastic. And then within that, what about device management, um, MDM solutions, such like that? I imagine that's also a big consideration. It's it's a big one. The we ran into a situation where um, you could use the device manufacturer's management, um, but then that was separate from the company. Well, if you make that decision, then you have to run the risk of okay, you have to have an someone else has to admin those things, take on that risk, or you have to onboard the IT team to manage a separate system. And so you really look at it and you say, can you get a can you get hardware that integrates into an existing MDM that your IT already works with? Again, it's going to smooth out you know a lot of the edges there. You, you're saying, look, all we want to do is join these devices to a system you guys already do, so it's a lower overhead. Uh, we're just adding devices. That was a for us that was a significant conversation was to say can we do that because we initially started off oculus for business and they had their own you'd log in and and you could manage those devices and at first your hr team is trying to manage users uh, that's not their forte it's not what they want to do so you've got admin time and cost uh, and risk and then eventually as you scale you're going to have to bring in that it team again and do you want to teach them on, a, on an external system uh, again is it have the balance is the is what you gain out of the headset um, enough to overcome the cost and the uh, behavioral issues that you have to overcome on the back end just to admin the device and equally it's not just the hardware considerations it's software uh, adoption as well. Um, can you talk a little bit more about perhaps how in-house or third-party developers help to create bespoke software with no-code builders, low-code builders? Um, how, the, how is the software being made, built, and distributed? Um, it's an excellent question and a confusing one. Different vendors come banging on the door. They've got their different flavors. There is no base technology i would say yet that has really come out and saying this is going to be the this is going to be the foundation we're not there yet and so you have different technologies and uh, or bespoke projects some of those can be pretty sexy but what happens is is that you get a, a third party they have they're a one-trick pony they do the this thing really well and it's might be tied it might really sell well but if if you have to go to them every time to build everything then you have to look at that and say that's a significant cost. If you can't teach your internal teams how to how to use that stuff, then you are always going out external. And that's that's a significant consideration. Those are good pilots, but then you really have to look at it and say, what do we do that helps us develop 
And can we use our own internal teams uh, to, to, to use the same technology to leverage this? Otherwise, um, it is. It just becomes this one thing where you have this iteration on this headset and then you go back to them and build the next thing. I was always looking for some things that were as standardized as possible, whether that was in objects or it was in um, the, uh, the portability. You really have to look at that and say, what can I do across multiple devices and, and headsets? So most of this time, I would say right now, you're, you're going to have to look at it and say, I'm going to work with whatever vendor. But I would definitely be pushing for certain standards. At the very least, I would be looking at uh, asking about what standard objects they use. And this, this kind of leads into one of the projects that I am passionate about that every company should work on, which is a 3D object library. You know, every enterprise should be doing a 3D object library. It doesn't matter if you have no projects in XR. If you build the 3D assets of your products, you know, your, the things that you build, that can be a great early project. When someone says we're building something, you can then offer them, here's, here's the assets that have become standardized across your company. And um, when I was at Mars, one of the big things was like, okay, Walmart is going to build a store, uh, a grocery store. Well, they can build a store. They can even bring the people. What they can't do is they can't fill the shelves with your product. Now, if they come to their principal partners and say, hey, we want to work with you today um, and we're going to take the first five people, don't you want to be there and say, look, I already have a, a product library. I can, so I can give you uh, 3D assets of all of, our, all of our items and displays today or next week. That's a significant foot in the door and that's leadership potential. You know, you're going to be ahead of your competitor that says, Hey, we like the idea and we'll start digitizing. They have to figure out what their standards are. So a standardized asset library for me is probably the, the earliest key. And it's, and once you have an object library, a catalog, everyone else in the enterprise can come in. They can start looking at these things. They can use them in AR. They can use them in VR. Uh, they're great in demos. You can even take a 3D object and dump it into PowerPoint. And believe me, that sells. It's it's very compelling. And those that those assets being available means someone else can come in and say, wow, you just sped up our production. You gave us the first three weeks of our work is done for us because the assets are there. Fantastic. And I imagine within that... Um the scalability of software as well. Um, such uh, elements like interoperable platforms um, and use and high usability, excuse me, software. So softwares that can work across devices are easy to use for the workforce. I imagine that's a key consideration. And perhaps could you, within that, talk about the importance of and some of the challenges of creating a interoperable piece of XR content for enterprise? Yeah, I mean. There was just something the other day I was looking at where you you say you're comparing the web, the, the browser version to a bespoke desktop solution. Um, it's easy to get, oh, we can get a thousand concurrent users in, you know, a desktop solution. But you have to look at it and say, all right, now I have to deploy a desktop solution. I got to get through security. I got to go and uh, can I do it in, in the browser? We're back to reducing the hurdles. And I think you, you really have to concentrate on what gives you, as the colloquialism goes, the most bang for your buck. You really have to go in there and say, 
Um, I want someone to go in who's new to this game and they just have to be able to, it's either click or start or whatever, uh, put the headset on and get, get in. You really have to look at those things and what makes that super easy and super functional. And, and once you do that, you start to get into that uh, where the software will present itself. I think you end up where you realize really quickly where in the market you'll see is the fast turnarounds and the ability to, to do things at scale because that's um, anything you can just push across the Internet is a, is a heck of a lot easier than if you have to deploy a full solution. Fantastic. And just before we wrap up and touch out about a couple of final subjects, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about how can you support and within all of this conversation, um, you know, really all of these elements, they all come with a sense of momentum with any emerging technology. And I just wanted to know perhaps what's the best ways to keep and support that momentum of XR adoption uh, in a workplace with your surrounding teams? How do you really champion that as we are talking to, about today? The It's an excellent question and one that I think gets lost in the technology. You, you need to have someone with or someone's multiple uh, charismatic leadership where not only do you deploy a solution or you tease what's going on during the development, I mean, that was one of the things we like to do is, is to go make short videos, go and, and post. This is what's coming soon. Gain that buzz, get that interest. Uh, that's, it's, a, it's a salesmanship piece of this that gets lost. You just deploy something and then the people who get it say that's really cool. And the people who don't, um, don't understand it. Or they say, well, that's not, it wasn't for me. And so I'm, I'm not involved in it. And they don't They don't look at it. What you need to do is you need to look at that and you create your champions. You create that that social internal social networking that says, this is what we're working on. This is why it's a big deal. This is what it could be leveraged for beyond this. Because a lot of people will focus on, what. okay, we're going to do training. Well, if I'm not doing training, then I guess I'm not doing a VR because you, you put one thing in their head. You really have to say, we're going to do training, but VR could be used for other things such as and 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 have those bigger conversations you know we we said look on rails training was great but what about you know what what could you do that would be different like if i was fighting with them saying well the online is a video it's just a training so all you're doing is a third dimension um my argument was sandbox could you have somebody with 20 years of knowledge sit with people and say i've got three learners in front of me and i can throw weird situations based on they've got 10 years of experience so they've been through the regular training but i'm going to make a noise i'm going to add something that they haven't seen uh or potentially and i'm going to see if i can mess, uh, mess them up because there's a learning opportunity and it's it's thinking like that that you have to go and market. You have to go out there and say, look, I need you to change your perception of what you think it is. It's just not a movie in 3D. It's it's about the dynamic nature and doing something differently and changing the point of view and changing the conversation. Fantastic. I guess just to carry on from that slightly, uh, I know we've discussed it already a little bit, but perhaps, perhaps what's the best way in your opinion to start that conversation? To start the conversation, I usually it was it was go and get the headsets out there and just you know put it on put it on someone's head. Just don't 
you know, don't go in with a preconceived notion. Go and put it on there, and and you're gonna have to be. I, I was the weird guy for a long time, where you you know you're like, oh, it's it's XR this, you know, it's AR that, VR this. Uh, but it's about being able to listen to what's going on, and then turn it around and say, what could we do with the immersive technology that's going to do what you want to do? You're just not thinking about it, like just take the point of view and bend it a little bit so that you can say, um, all right, if we were doing it with XR, this is potentially how you might benefit from it. You know, we had a situation where we did training and someone did the training and we were so focused on the speed of training, 20 minutes versus an hour, that we got a great quote. One of the guys tried it and came up to me and he said, this is the coolest thing. I can't wait to go try the other two trainings. And I, I ran with that. I went went out and I socialized. When was the last time that your factory off fa- factory workers asked to do more training? You know, it's like, well, there you go. There's your answer. It's like is it was compelling, it was interesting, it was different, it was exciting. And in training, those are those are key to learning. Because if they're already if they're super engaged, then they're gonna be absorbing. So and, and for us, that was that was how you create momentum is to look for opportunities like that, where you can take that to people and say, well, how do you create that moment that says, why wouldn't I do that? Sure. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's a really nice story there. Uh, and I'll be and I'll be failed to not ask you about the metaverse in all reality. Uh, it's the hot topic of XR has been, even if it has got a bit of a bad rap at the moment. Um, but with the metaverse, is it dead for enterprise? What's your feelings on it? No, it's not dead for enterprise, but it is not the tip of the spear. The The internet came first, understanding of the internet, and then intranet and uh, the extranet uh, came later. The technology was leveraged on a walled garden for enterprise. Uh, so here again, I think this is the next version, right? This is the where the internet. If you look at metaverse like internet, I, I change, I take those terms interchangeably. You're not creating multiple metaverses. It's not the only Marvel does the multiverse. So it's you're there's a, a metaverse, and then there's the spaces that exist on it, the sites, just like on the internet. And just like that, we're going to have, you know, the metaverse. I like to say, is it's the intranet for the for an immersion. Now, you're not going to until the behavior is there till people are using this stuff at home and they're used to it or the you know things have, have progressed. I think business is not going to be read, readily implementing things internally. I think what they need to do is they need to have some worthy goals and, and things that build category that that you know bring in the money first, and they can see that there's driving standards and what's going to be a little bit it's too haphazard right now and the time scales for enterprise don't really work well with like okay i can't see out more than two years that's very difficult for enterprise so i think a lot of it is going to be setting the behavior doing test and tries becoming familiar um and for now and letting the external work of the the metaverse i think whatever that's going to be 
uh, kind of solidify and then figure out what you want to do. And, and so now it's about planning and, and mentally compartmentalizing. What, what could you do with your business if you could have that level of immersion with your customers, with your partners, your vendors? Um, that's the kind of thinking I think enterprise should be doing. And then you do test and try so you understand the technology because if you sleep on this subject, it's a valid it's a valid decision point. You could say, look, it's too early for us. We're not going to do it. All I say is, is that what your competitor thinks? And do you have enough of a lead in the market to absorb it if they get ahead of you while you ramp up? So I think the, the key here is set the behaviors, understand what's going on. What could you do in your space? Think differently uh, and prepare and do the test and tries in order to put you in the best position for leveraging whatever standards, whatever the behavioral attitude is on the metaverse when it comes out. Really well said, really, really well said. I think there's a lot to learn there from that last answer to everything we've talked about today. Um, it's been a really nice chat there. I really appreciate your time, Mark. Um, and for those watching, what's the best way for individuals watching to learn more about what you do and to engage with yourself a bit more? Oh, you can just find me on LinkedIn. So just look up Mark Christensen. You'll find me. I'm always putting articles out there and uh, I'm getting ready to even write a book on Metaverse. So it's uh, this is a fascinating. I'm highly passionate about this stuff. And if you really if you really want to get into a discussion about the both behavior and the tech, uh, then then we can get into a long discussion. So I'm happy to have it. This has been very. This has been great. I appreciate it. Thanks for asking some great questions, and I think this is going to be key for a lot of people getting started in XR. That's what it's all about. It's an emerging technology. We need to approach it with sort of that respect, really. And you've helped me massively with that, and hopefully, you'll help some people who watch it too. Um, so, thank you so much for your time. Uh, that's it from myself. Uh, you can get more XR news by subscribing to our XR Today news channel, by following our social pages and keeping up with our website. I'm Rory Greener from XR Today. Thank you very much for watching and thank you very much for joining me, Mark. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it.